Okay, so because I got distracted by a word, I did not talk about the different things I wanted to talk about earlier in the day. So, one thing I had got that definitely got brought to my attention and I was reminded of was this vision I talked about in a previous episode about this billionaire who was in a wheelchair and on the verge of death this billionaire he was in a wheelchair on the verge of death and he was preserving his life i feel like in wicked ways but this new you know this new just light shed on the situation makes me reconsider the entire way i had considered the vision only because i realized that when i wake up from these visions immediately the enemy attacks me and any information that i am providing based off of even thinking about whatever happened in the vision like literally when i wake up from the vision i have to forget i can't i don't have to forget because i won't forget but i i just can't keep thinking and trying to put things together i have to leave it like it is And when I wake up from these visions, I try and put things together, try to make sense of things. And that's when the enemy is monitoring, taking notes and trying to twist and pervert whatever it is in the vision that he can. He's trying to touch it. That's why I said when a lot of times I get confused because I get words from the Lord. But immediately the second, I mean a millisecond, I mean the like immediately after the vision is done i'm pretty sure satan would love if he could overlap just a little bit before it's even done but he can't it's had to be the immediately the second after the vision is over with he is taking whatever he can maximizing it twisting it perverting it and lying in order to get me to question god and it's so, 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 you know, just crazy, like, how he does things because you know he's working so desperately. And, you know, anybody who works and maneuvers in this way, like, they are maneuvering like their life is on the line. And absolutely his life is on the line because he knows in, you know, just a short time, He'll be thrown into the bottomless pit. His smoke goes up forever and ever. And that is a fact. And what the Lord has shown me is that, you know, that time is shorter and shorter and shorter every single day. We don't have much time here. As much as we love to be comfortable and the fact that we're here and it doesn't seem like things are going to change because it's been over 2000 years since Jesus was here. The fact of the matter is that's only two days in heaven and not that that is even really the most important part. The most important part is that Jesus is not a liar. And when he says he's going to be back soon, of course, his ways are not our ways. You know, he does things far more than we can ever think or imagine. So, of course, he said soon, 2,000 years ago, when Peter was still alive, he also said that the disciple would, you know, if you, he said specifically what Jesus said, and if it is my will that he stays alive until I come back, what is it to you? He did not say 
that he would. He said, what is it to you if that is my will? Pretty much what Jesus said to him was worry about yourself. Because if I want him to do whatever it is I want him to do, far beyond whatever you can think or imagine, there's nothing you can do about that. And what is how is that your business? Because you have too much to worry about within your own right and with your own self. Because he said that to Peter, who had denied him three times when before he was crucified. So Peter had an entire life, you know, the, well... Our time is so short here, but he had an entire, you know, the, he had to spend the rest of his life making up for that mistake he had made if he wanted to redeem himself. And so he didn't have a second of his time to be worried about anybody else. So for him to say, so what about him, Lord? That was Jesus's reaction. And that I feel like is the most evident and the most obvious i'm telling you just you know example of jesus character worry about yourself listen it's a lot out here that a lot of people are doing and i'm trust me i'm sure it's very frustrating or very you know um it's it's very distracting i'm sure but the only thing that should be distracting you is where you're not and where you need to be. Because last time I checked, you denied me three times right after you told me that you would die for me. We have so much making up to do to the Lord. And if you think you are exempt, if you think you are perfect, you need to look back on your life. Have you ever lied? cheated stole or made any mistake at all you are not perfect like him which means you have a lot of redeeming to do and a lot of times we are not even self-aware enough to see how worse off we really are i admire the people who are humble enough to say i am nothing i'm just the dirt that God breathed life into. And without him, I am nothing but dirt. Each and every single day, everything that I do reflects that I'm wrong. I'm not perfect. You know what else Jesus said? Jesus said there was a saint who showed up in the house of the Lord, the temple. And he said, Lord, I'm a saint. I tithe. I'm righteous. I'm holy. I do everything that you tell me to do. But this man, and he pointed to the sinner. This man is wrong. This man is a sinner. And then the sinner sat over there and said, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm wrong. I know that I am nothing. Lord Jesus, if you just forgive me, thank you for whatever it is you can offer me. Because I am nothing and I know this. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I'm wrong. I just want to be better for you. Help make me better, Lord. That's what the sinner said. He said, who do you think in the eyes of God was saved and forgiven that day? Was it the saint who said, look at this sinner. I'm right. I'm holy. I'm righteous. I tithe. I follow the commandments. I'm who I'm supposed to be in you, Lord God. 
Or was it the sinner who said, Lord Jesus, I am nothing. I'm just the dirt you breathe life into. Please forgive me. Show mercy on my soul. Who was it that the Lord showed mercy to that day? Who was saved? Who was right? Who was righteous in the eyes of the Lord? Was it the man who was so, you know, full of himself and so blind of his own wrong and sin that he said, condemn this sinner. I'm righteous. I'm holy. I'm the saint. I'm here doing what I'm supposed to do every day. He's wrong. Or was it the man who said, Lord Jesus, I'm not here doing everything I'm supposed to do every day. But Lord God, please, where I'm wrong, please, will you make me right? Who received mercy that day? Who was right in the eyes of the Lord? Obviously the sinner. You must not understand Jesus' character if you ever think you can sit in his face prideful and arrogant and vain as if you don't see what's wrong with you as if you don't see you are nothing but the dirt that God breathed life into and without him you are nothing but dirt I know it's hard for a lot of us to sit back and say I'm dirt you calling me dirt you're dirt read the bible Genesis says he reached into the earth and pulled dirt out of it and breathed life into it. And that's what formed Adam. And from Adam, he pulled a rib that formed Eve. We are from the dirt. We are dirt. From dirt we come and from dirt we return. Nobody is so good and so better that they won't go into that casket six feet under into the what? Dirt. Turning back into what? Dirt. You're dirt. That's what you are. And all we do is sit around calling people dirty. We're all dirty. We're dirt. What do you think you is? You think you are foreign from the diamonds? The Bible says what you are formed from dirt. So that means the only thing in you that's even significant is the life that God breathed into you. So that means the only thing about you that's significant is God. How dare you sit up there with the life and the significance that he provided for you and pretend as if he is nothing to you or that you would be here without him. Humble yourself. Because sitting up here thinking, I do this, I do that, I'm so much this and I'm so much that. He doesn't even care nothing you're talking about. Remember, in the Bible it says, everything that we're capable of is not even enough to impress God's pinky finger. It doesn't matter if we all came together and mustered up all the power and strength we could ever find in the entire earth. It wouldn't even be what God holds in his pinky finger. The wise fall into the traps that they set. You are not wise. Because every amount of intelligence, any amount of intelligence that you think that you have... That is not 
it's not even a comparison on the level of God. It's, it's nowhere where you need to be with God. God is so smart. And the fact that it's, it's not even about him being smart. He's God. Smart and intelligence is just a small piece of a portion of what this universe has to offer. And he built the the entire universe. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Whatever it is that you're doing, do you understand? That is just a piece, just a portion of what God sees and operates every single day. Not even a piece or a portion. And you have the audacity to believe that you can do it without him. That he doesn't deserve all the glory and all the honor. Remember, even the dirt that he breathed life into, that he breathed life into, he created the earth first in order to form that dirt. So dirt wasn't even here without him. So don't try to say, well, you know, at least I was dirt and dirt. Such as, no, he made the dirt. He made the earth. Remember. In the Bible, it says this was just a void place. Nothing. Nothing. He formed everything here. Anything you do, anything you say, anything you think. Excuse me. First of all, is limited. Any logic you have is what he has provided. Regardless of that logic, anything here he provided. You cannot do anything without him. So if he can create anything you can ever think or imagine, you imagine yourself as being limitless. Imagine how limitless he is. How dare you? How dare you insult him? I want you to sit and think about yourself and how you don't even think that you could ever stop creating. You yourself, within yourself, can never stop creating. Now, have you ever met anybody just like you? Who you think is so abundant that they can never stop creating as well? Now, imagine a God who made both of you. Not just you both. Not just you two. Not just a couple of you or a few of you or a group of you. He made each and every single last one of us. Seven billion and counting. Creators. And he's a creator. He made his creations creators. He made his creations creative. But here you are saying you can do without him. You don't even know what it's like to live in a world without him. Without him, there is no you. Without him, there is no creation. Without him, there is no creative. There's no creating. That's what's so frustrating to me. It makes me so sad to think about. People get upset at the fact that all of the wonderful, glorious things that they do that are good, they have to give all the credit and glory to God. Why do I have to give all the credit and glory to you? I did this. I worked hard for this. I slaved over this. Blood, sweat, and tears. Me. Not you. Where were you when it was hard? I had to figure it out for myself. And you don't understand that everything good is God. Everything good is God. Everything. That means all those days where you had to figure it out. He was figuring it out. 
All of those days, you slaved. He gave you the energy you never had. He did it all. And try and take credit when he, you know, just thinks a thought and none of us exist anymore. Can your creation, can your blood, sweat, and tears think us back again? Oh, because you know what you're doing and he doesn't deserve the glory you do. So do it then. Create this world all over again. Do it better than he can. Since you got it. Let me see. Create a universe. Create planets. Create a moon. Create stars. Create clouds. Create as many creatures and as many plants and as many living organisms in this world that we can't even. We're still finding them today. And it's been over 3,000 years here on this planet. Create that. Be that creative. Then tell me you deserve all the glory. You are just one person in a sea of many different creations. You are just one. And each and every single last creation has the ability to create. He did that. You could never understand the immense responsibility, let alone understanding it takes to be able to operate and make something like that happen. But you have it all figured out with your minuscule, simple, and limited logic. I don't even hate when people say Christians are limited in their logic and in their understanding because they believe God is the only way. But what if I don't believe that? Here's the thing. It doesn't matter what you believe because the fact that you can believe anything comes from him. Let him take that ability to believe away. Then what do you believe? What is believe after that? Somebody say believe. You say, huh? What's that? Somebody said create. You said, what's create? He gave you the ability to even understand these things. He created language and every language that exists. And there's hundreds of them. And somehow you feel like your limited logic when you can't even see everything operating in the world at once and understand the operatives of everything operating in the world at once. And you still feel like you got it figured out. Here's the thing. You came from somewhere who came from somewhere. Who came from somewhere, who came from somewhere, who came from somewhere. And at some point, whatever it is you know or think you know was taught to you. Something was taught in order to get you to the ability to learn and to grow and to discover and to create. You weren't born knowing how to do anything but breathe. I even like to say eat, but you had to be taught that as well. 
So as long as you don't want him to give him the glory, I just want to see you be capable of doing anything it is that he does. Not just anything it is that he does, because guess what? He creates and you're able to create. He gave you the ability to do that. Everything it is that he does. Who are you? Stop breathing right now, then find a new way to do it. Stop your heart from beating, then find a new heart. Create a new heart. While your heart's not beating. Because you don't need him in the way he has created you. You don't need anything here. Because all the glory should belong to you, right? So die right now and then bring yourself back to life in a new way that he didn't create. If you think that sound dumb, that's how dumb you sound. Because you got it. You got it, but it's still some things about yourself you don't even understand. How you got it. I'm tired of people. If you wonder why I'm so adamant about this, I'm tired of people. I'm so tired of it. They got so much to say about God. And at the end of the day, it comes down to the fact that you are spiteful. You're spiteful. And you're angry. You're an angry child. You are still the angry little child who was disappointed at one point in your childhood. And you haven't let it go. You're mad at him. You're angry at him. Here's the here's what's here's some reality for you. He's standing over you at all times. And each and every single time you say, He's not real, he doesn't exist, and he doesn't, you know, no glory belongs to him, or he doesn't exist, he's not watching me. That's just spite. Imagine standing in front of your father and saying, You're not my daddy. You're angry. You're an angry child, and you need to get over it. Because who's not angry? Who hasn't went through something? What makes you think you're special? Get over it. Because whether or not you decide to get over it in your time or however you feel fit. The time's going to come where you got to get over it anyways. Life is moving on whether you like it or not. Life is not going to stop. The world is not going to stop. And the moon and the stars are not going to cease to exist because you decided to be spiteful about something you can't get over. Your heart was broken at one point. You were let down. Well, guess what? Newsflash, each and every single last one of us on this earth, that's 7 billion people and counting. And unless you can create 7 billion people and counting in your short lifetime, which is probably 80 to 100 years now, since they're trying to kill us, shut up and get over it. You don't have enough time to be mad. The only thing you have enough time to do is get over it. That's it. That's all. I'm tired of people.